SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. There's knowing how to play the game. And then there's knowing how the game is played. We are the second part. Some call it strategy, but we just call it the edge. Come and get it. Your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Folks, here we go. Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP studios in Las Vegas, AM 1400 KSHP. Listen live function, KSHP.com. You can listen live at SportsGrid.com as well, plus all the goodies they've got on the platforms and on Sirius Channel 204. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot on a Monday. Plenty to recap, lots to look forward to. That's what we do. Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet will join us in hour number one. We'll take you up to Scott Farrell at 4 Eastern on the network. Vegas Hockey Island. Good stuff today, buddy. we got the most interesting man in hockey. Dennis Bernstein will be with us on Vegas Hockey Island and KSHP at 1 o'clock Pacific time. And around these parts, hockey's the name of the game. The Stanley Cup playoffs have been phenomenal across the board. But Vegas comes all the way back, now a best of three with Colorado. Many people thought this had the makings of the best series in the playoffs. And the funny thing is, Steve, I don't I don't know that that's the case. And I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Game two, well, maybe not. Game two, game three were incredible games, mm-hmm. right? Really close? Yes. Phenomenal. Yep. Game one was a boat race. Yes. Last night was a boat race. Yes. Right? The Islanders-Bruins, man, every game is like, who's going to win this thing? Right. But it, but I'm not saying it's not great hockey, but two of the four have been like nail-biting, and two of the four have been, well, we know who's winning this one, where the Bruins and Islanders, every game is like, yeesh. Yeah, no, there's... Is that fair? Well, all over the playoffs. Like, Montreal gets down 3-1 to one to Toronto and wins three in a row, and now they've won They've won their last six. Well, Carey Price is standing on his head. Like, 
So that's that's phenomenal. The the first two, if I remember correctly, between Carolina and Tampa were two one games. That that that's been fantastic. Uh, you're right about the Islanders and Bruins. Just great hockey. I I don't. It's it's tough to pick one series that I thought was really a whole lot better than than any of the others. All these series have been, as far as I'm concerned, really fun to watch. I love playoff hockey. Montreal could be sitting. I. It's funny when we were worried about. The North Division catching up. Right. <laughs> Montreal. Yeah, they may get plenty of reps. They could be sitting here for a week. Yeah. Yep. A- and although the NHL's now saying they're looking like they're going to let it happen for the American team to go up there. Okay. So, and it's guaranteed they're playing the winner of Vegas and Colorado. Right. So, the game here last night, Vegas, in the first five minutes of the game... It's it's like it's not rocket science, you know. The first five minutes of the game, Vegas is going for it, but they kept turning it over at the blue line, and that's where Colorado can eat your lunch. Anybody can if you do that. But go ahead. But they, yeah, but them specifically, and then Vegas said, "Wait a minute." They played the smarter, simpler game, protected the puck better, the transition chances minimized mightily for the visitors. Marcheseau gets the first goal, ties it, but then when, and then Vegas kind of opened up. But what they have done, and I'm a little surprised because Bednar's really good. Yes. But I think he's been a little slow to make changes. He, he shuffled lines the one night a little bit. But it's clear Vegas is taking away the neutral zone. They're putting their first line with Stevenson, Patch, Ready, and Stone. But it's Stevenson's speed specifically that is helping to frustrate McKinnon. And as soon as these guys get the puck, someone gets on them. But Vegas is standing up at the blue line. They are not letting them skate in with the puck. Mm Mm-hmm. But Colorado keeps trying to skate in with the puck. Right. At some point, Colorado dump it in. Yeah. So Vegas has done a really good job of negating them. Now, get back up there. It's a best of three. Don't think for 10 seconds Colorado can't, you know, get going and be a lightning bolt again. But they're going back home where they're used to impressing their home fans. It's a real interesting chess match. Well, we've seen it with the Knights. We could see it with Colorado. They could turn this around. Again, four check. Clog the neutral zone. Dump the puck in and go get it. The, uh, the It's not just McKinnon that the Knights have neutralized. It's also McCarr. They, yes. they, they, have, they have control. They, they're playing a really good gap against McCarr. And as you say, he's not able to skate the puck in right now. And a, don't sleep on, by the way, after coming off the COVID list, McNabb played really well. He did. And he ain't flashy. But he's big on the penalty because that's the one thing. you got to stay out of the penalty box against these guys. Their power plays that good. But we don't give Vegas' defense enough credit. I think this group has really played very well. And on top of it, Stevie, Petrangelo's getting better by the minute. Yeah. I, I would have left Holden in. No, Hague played well. He's been playing well. I yeah. thought Holden had the hotter hand. We're taking a timeout. Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet coming up next on Sportsbook Radio.
source for gaming, odds, and more. Except no substitutes. They won't be around long anyway. <laughs> this is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. We know things are nuts out there. You need something to depend on. That's where we come in. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. Depend on it. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you here. Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Well, let the folks in Vegas know, best of three now, the Golden Knights and the Avs. Tomorrow night, game five, hockey watch party, Club Madrid at Sunset Station. We'll have VGK bottles of wine, Golden Knights caps, all kinds of great prize giveaways. But it's the ambiance, the games on the big screens in the showroom. People will be hooting and hollering. It is a boatload of fun. If you've been there, you know. If you've not come, try it. I think you'll have a great time. Chuck Esposito will join us tomorrow. We'll get you ready for it. But don't forget, a big Game 5 hockey watch party Tuesday night, Club Madrid, Sunset Station. All right, Stevie, we are fortunate on a Tuesday. Are you ready for a healthy dose of Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet? Bring him on. I think we should get him on the traveling granddad while he's still around. How you doing, Bruce? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, loving uh, the hockey and the hoops and the baseball. We got soccer coming up. We got everything. Happening. Where do we start? I mean, the weekend in the first hour, we talked about, you know, and I'll even start here because we'll in greater detail go into the hoops, the hockey, and the baseball with you. The golf over the weekend, the Women's U.S. Open was so compelling. Lexi Thompson, it spit, it spit the bit. I mean, she had a five-shot lead on number eight. Let it get away. The young Filipino Sasso won in good for her. She was spectacular. And then the John Rahm thing, Bruce, where he basically has Memorial one, uh, you know, a six-shot lead. A chance, yes, but 90% at least. Rahm is winning that tournament. And they inform him walking off the 18th green Saturday that he's tested positive. How the, the PGA handled this thing, it's the world we're living in, and there are so many unknowns. But if it was so bad that he couldn't play Sunday, should they not have gone and gotten him on the 15th hole or whenever they immediately knew? Should they not have informed the announcers who are like, oh, my God, what did they just tell him? I, the PGA Tour handled this in a very bizarre fashion. Yeah, the whole thing is just uh, it's surreal, sort of. I mean... Uh... Let's say, I mean, he's also outside. He's not going to transmit it to anybody. That's, they, you know, a lot of, you know, P, you know uh, there were other PGA Tour members, to your point, and then I'll let you go. 
Jimmy Walker among them, but many guys said, why don't you just let... So the problem is, if he's like 10 shots back and he's in the middle of, of the round, I, maybe it logistically it was a harder thing to do. But, but they said, why not just let him go out and play by himself as a single? He's outside. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no reason to disqualify him for that and make him sit out. I, I, you know, I just... I don't expect the PGA to be too avant-garde about anything, though. Uh, like most professional sports organizations, they run scared like most of them. Um, so, you know, it was or it was. I feel bad for Rom. Catley doesn't feel too bad, though. I mean, he ended up winning the thing, so I'm sure he's he's probably okay with it. But uh, I feel, I mean, if for Rom, I mean, well, let's hope he's okay, and I'm sure he is going to be. But uh, it, he's got to be gutted by uh, yeah. what happened there. Sure. No, he said he was asymptomatic, and he's fine, and... The other thing, it impacts him. He has to isolate for 10 days. So literally, if he's lucky, he may get one practice round in at Torrey Pines for the U.S. Open. Uh, and that's, of course, he's played well on in the past, too. So, All right, so th- there was that. But let's start with the hockey, Bruce. I mean, let me get your take. Uh, the Golden Knights come back, I won't say from the grave, but the punch to the gut they suffered in Game 2 and then they're down with five minutes to go in game three. Win that, and now we've literally seen for the last three games, the best team doesn't always win. But Vegas has been the better team and carried play. Says a lot about the, the fortitude, and I'll play this on Vegas Hockey Island from the press conference this morning. Asked DeBoer this morning specifically about the team's mental toughness, but wow, I mean, a best of three with these two teams should be good. Yeah. I'd almost say it's the best of one. Uh, you know, whoever can, especially if, if the Golden Knights win five, I don't think Colorado's coming back. Um, I won't count the Golden Knights up, but the winner of five, I think, is going to win this thing. Um, there was a shift very early in the second period of game two, and uh, where the, the, uh, the Avs just weren't able to get out of their zone. And from like that moment forward, with a few exceptions, a couple of power plays uh, about the last half of the first period last night, um, most of the action has looked the same. It's been uh, the, the uh, abs on their heels. They've been in their defensive zone most of the time. And that's the way the Knights uh, wanted to play uh, this series. So they have, uh, they've got the momentum now. But I caution everybody... And out to breakfast this morning, and you talk to people like this series is over. Like, you know, hold on, you know, <laughs> they're still an, the Golden Knights are still an underdog in Game Five, um, and uh, they've played eleven postseason games and they've won six. You know, this isn't quite like uh, uh, you know the uh, Montreal Canadiens dynasty of uh, the seventies. I will say though, last night, I, you know, we talk about the crowd and the, the noise. And it's so great to see that in, in, in the arena south of the border. Um, but, you know, last night I saw the crowd, and just from watching on the TV, I'm not sure if you were there, Brian, or not, but it sure looked, looked like this on the TV, and the guy said it on the TV, too. The crowd, I think, really was responsible for that first goal. Uh, when when the roar came up and that yes. scramble, and Grubauer, and it was a roar from a crowd like they scored. And Grubauer kind of stopped for about a second. Well, the, annou- the announcer, then, Kenny, then, Kenny Albert, called it a goal. Riley yeah. Smith threw his hands up. 
And behind Grubauer, who couldn't see this, immediately the referee waved no goal. And a number of the abs, I believe, did stop, and the Golden Knights kept playing. Well, they hear, you hear the crowd, too, and they know how the crowd reacts in the goal, so immediately you kind of stop. And that's what happened. Grubauer didn't move, and then Marsha shot that thing almost parallel, you know, into the crease, and then it, it caroms in. So, but in that in that case, if, if that game is up in uh, Winnipeg, that doesn't happen, I don't think. There's no reason to crowd. That's a good point. And there's no noise. Uh, but in, in last night, that, I think the crowd did that, and that really, that really fueled it. And then it was pretty much uh, one-way traffic. Though, like I said, for a little bit in the first period, the Avs came back. I thought the second half of the period, but the last two periods, no, it was the ice was tilted as it's been most of the way the last, uh, you know, what uh, uh, eight uh, eight periods of this series. Hey, Bruce, you mentioned it real quick. Tell us how important it is in a series 2-2, best-of-seven series 2-2, whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, the Game 5 winner goes on to win that series way more often than than the loser, correct? Probably 75%, Bruce, you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I know the exact, but yeah, I think it's probably about that. But yeah, you're right, Stevie. Uh, I think it is, especially in, in Colorado's case here, um, to, to have lost a couple like that on the uh, on the uh, road when you come back home, I would think a team that loses a game five at home does not come back that much. Way more often, they win at home, they go out and they wrap it up in six. So I, I think the pressure is squarely now on the on the Avalanche, like it was the Golden Knights in game three, and. Uh, they were, and back to Brian's point from the previous question, they were in trouble in that game deep into the third period, and they and they had that, that flurry with the two goals in the 45 seconds. But I think the pressure is completely on the abs tomorrow night. The, the, what would be bothersome for the Colorado fans and for Jared Bednar is, he, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure he's going to be able to figure out what to do here um, because if, if they don't get McKinnon going... Um, and even, you know, McCarr has been sort of uh, um, nullified, too. It's not, it's not the same abs. they got to pick it up, pick up the pace again. He's our buddy Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet. He's sticking around with us here on Sportsbook Radio. Don't forget, when they're playing tomorrow night, John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. Say you want the hat trick special. Plus, on Tuesdays, buy one sub, get one free. Back with Bruce Marshall, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, in a moment. word let's just say non-sports grid listener instead (laughs) on the home of the winning edge this is the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today.
How would you rather feel? Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? Just breathe, dude. Or swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge? We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, back with you, Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Thrilled to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series 204. Scott Farrell coming up top of the hour on the network. Dennis Bernstein, the fourth period.com, will join us on KSHP.com and AM 1400 KSHP for Vegas Hockey Hotline. Right now, we got Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet kind enough to join us. And let's keep going on hockey for just a little bit, Bruce. How about Montreal putting the Sasquatch foot on Winnipeg? Yeah, and uh, but you know the late news now is that uh, the border they're going to let teams go up there for the next round, so Montreal's not going to go to Buffalo or we were thinking they were. So no playoff hockey again in Buffalo. They thought they're going to have some maybe <laughs> this uh, postseason. But, there you go. But uh, um, I, I tell you, I can't. Well, I, I didn't know Mark Shifley was like Wayne Gretzky and that important. Um, but Winnipeg has looked so inept and so sloppy. I mean, they've given up three shorties the last two games. Yeah, the last one was an empty net last night. But they have looked abysmal. I, I don't recall. Now, I'm, I'm skipping over some things here probably, but off top of my head, a final eight team looking this inept since maybe the 1970 Oakland Seals. And that was in the playoffs from the eight teams back then. They looked absolutely inept. And this is how they looked uh, in that stretch 10-11 game winless streak they had late in the season. And then they pulled it together. And, you know, that sweep of uh, Edmonton, those games are all, you know, that could have gone either way. But that was the outlier, I think. This team looks completely out of sorts right now. I mean completely. And the turnovers and all. And I, I don't know what to make of Montreal here but uh, and, and what this means going forward. But, I, you know, they're going to be in the Final Four, which is unbelievable. They're playing well. Watch. I, Jeff Petrie, I don't think this finger injury is that serious because they say he still might play tonight. They, they would need him in there. Uh, to make some noise beyond this round. And I don't put it past them because they do have a goalie who's hot and who can carry them. And they are playing like they did. And we talked about this last week, the first uh, three and a half weeks or so of the season when I thought they looked like the best team before they flattened out. They changed coaches. They look like that team again now. And I think they're going to close this thing out tonight. It's not... Everything you said is correct, Bruce, in my opinion. It's not just Shifley. Also, Statsny missed the first two games and, yeah. and was not himself in, in Game 3. So, so there's that factor. It is night and day, uh, this Winnipeg team uh, versus Edmonton uh, against now Montreal. But you also said Carey Price. This guy, that you, you can't get anything by him the last six games. The, the three against uh, Toronto when they uh, came back and won that series, and now the three against Winnipeg. And when, when you got a guy who, who's, a, who's a wall back there like he is, it, I think it's easier for Montreal to be loose and, and, and play well. And I, I think Winnipeg, I think they look worse than they actually are. I, I, they're, they're just not getting anything by price right now. 
No, they're not. And uh, Price has been great. He's stopping everything. They are also cleaning up really good in front of them. And this is why I think Petrie, Petrie's been great when he's been on the ice industry. So is Shea Weber. Uh, but they are cleaning up everything in front of any rebound that's there. There's no, you don't see Winnipeg getting any rebounds in. His price is, is stopping like every shot. Uh, in any rebound chances, they're not getting because the puck's getting cleared out of there by his defense, which is doing well. But he has been impenetrable thus far. The one thing you note, and this might just be a function of uh, no no fans, and a smattering of fans, and a few more have been in Montreal lately, but there is something, the intensity seems different watching those games in the North, and it's been that way all season. Um, uh, maybe because I watched too much of Vancouver uh, <laughs> Calgary this year, and those games just really started to drag. But there's, you know, there doesn't seem to be the same jump in those games, and the intensity level, maybe it's just factor of the crowd. I don't know. We'll see. Here's the one thing going forward, though. Now, Montreal, they're going to be at home, actually, beyond this round. These teams going up there now are going to have to be in a mini bubble again. Um, they're not going to be out on the, out to eat in Montreal and doing all that. They're going to have to be stuck in their hotels and not doing it. So, Good point. You know, this is it's it's uh, it, going forward, I'm telling you, Montreal, I, I, don't, I don't dismiss Everybody's saying there's no chance Montreal against uh, Vegas or Colorado in the next round. I'm not sure about that. And uh, this is going to be an interesting dynamic for the visiting team going up there to be to be sequestered again away. And uh, that's, you know, it's like they're back in the Toronto or Edmonton bubbles for last summer. I'm not sure how they'll react. Bruce, give me about 35, 40 seconds. Tampa Bay, Carolina. Uh, Carolina's a really good hockey team. Had the lead, let it get away. Is that too severe a punch to the gut, or does Brindamore get these guys to circle the wagons? They, 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 they might be able to. They're good enough where they can extend the series. I don't think they're going to win at Tampa Bay. There's too many different ways they can win. They can beat you high scoring. They can, they can shut you down. They're pretty full strength right now. So I think they're going to probably win the series. But I don't know if they wrap it up tomorrow night or not. That's, uh, Carolina is that good, but eventually Tampa Bay will uh, wrap this thing up. Our buddy Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet will talk NBA when we come back. And don't forget, when the Golden Knights are home, and they're going to be back home for Game 6, you can spin the wheel at Terrible Herbs, the $1,000 VGK game day giveaway on Thursday. And when they're on the power play tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night on social media, Adam S. Kuttner, if somebody scores, somebody's going to win tickets to a future Golden Knights game. Back to Vegas in a moment. All right, back with you. Brian had a brain cramp on the old clock. <laughs> Thank you, Stevie. I, I, you should have just yelled at me. Uh, you should have just yelled at okay, me. All right, right. Bruce no Marshall. We're still with Bruce Marshall. Sorry, folks, back in New York. We had a little snafu on the clock. We're back with you. And Bruce Marshall. So let's keep going here uh, on the hockey front with the Islanders and the Bruins, Bruce. And uh, you tell me, pal, this series, every game, my goodness, uh, you tell me who wins. I mean, I can't believe the Bruins are almost a $2 favorite in this game. I can't either. It's just that they're, they're pricing every game sort of the same in this series, it seems like to me. I actually think this has been a better series to watch than Vegas-Colorado because uh, this one has really been on an edge, and it's been both ways. Like we said, the ice t- 
shouldered Colorado game one in the first period of game two, and since then it's been Vegas. This series, it's been a, a scrap all the way. Um, you know what? I'd be a little worried if I'm Boston here. Uh, Matthew Barzal, who had not been scoring at least earlier in the postseason, all of a sudden he's getting on the score sheet every night now. And I really, I, you know, I, I thought during the season when Anders Lee went down that this was going to be a pretty tough guy for trots to replace but darn if they haven't filled in that role pretty nicely and you know they have continued and you know trade deadlines are important and if you can do it right and you know some of the guys that the islanders had brought in last year uh Peugeot from from ottawa andy green was a nice ad this year palmary all these guys have been making really good contributions so you know Trotz, Lou Lamorello, they have they have put this thing together so nice, and he's got two goalies he can go to now. Varmolov's got his confidence back. Uh, Sorokin was the hero of the first series, so he's you know I, I think Boston is going to be nervous. I certainly wouldn't lay this much at Boston tonight. No way. Uh, I, I think I give the Islanders a look. Trotz is so good, and he's got these guys. They just buy in, and both goaltenders have been spectacular. Honestly, Bruce. If you're ever going to say this is a series going seven, I mean, I say it's not only going seven; it's going to OT in seven. Yep, I, I could agree with that. And uh, but I will tell you, if if the Islanders can win this thing tonight, they may do it in six, like they did against Pittsburgh. One last note on Trotz, just just backing up a little bit with him and his impact. Go, go down to Washington. Yeah, and in the last couple of years, yeah, I know that the Caps haven't haven't won, but. Tom Wilson, um, Trotz got him reined in some, and he was a much more effective player while Trotz was there. Um, with Reardon and even Laviolette this year, Wilson's kind of gone back into that old mentality, uh, bordering on buggery, and uh, he didn't do that really with Trotz. Um, I mean, Trotz got him controlled. They haven't controlled him since, but that's another example of where... I, there is. He is a master uh, um, tactician, motivator, and he gets these guys to do what they should do. And I think they've missed him in Washington. And New York is getting the great benefit, and they're they got at least one more game out in the uh, Nassau Coliseum, and maybe another round after this. They're not dead yet, not at all. Had the over in game one, Bruce, and. The second game went high-scoring, too, where it seemed like the Islanders felt like they had to go for it because they're offensively challenged. But this thing settled into what we're accustomed to now. It's hard to play over five, i got to say. Yeah, and they needed two shorties, uh, no, two empty netters in the last uh, minute uh, to to get the, to get to five. <laughs> the push out of that in game four. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. But I... I Listen, I think this one looks 3-2 in overtime tonight, one way or the other. And uh, uh, and it's going to be uh, another humdinger between these two. They just don't play it any other way. Hey, let's turn our attention to the NBA when we come back on Sportsbook Radio. Hey, if you're coming to Vegas, check out the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar at Treasure Island with our pal Tony Neville. Tony will join us in studio on Tony Tuesday, which is always good fun. But we got a lot of work to still to do on a Monday, so don't go anywhere.
found the trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. In other words, the winning edge. Keep it here and turn your game around. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. Every single day. This is the Sports Grid. All right, back with you here, Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Series Channel 204. Brian Blessing, the one, the only, thankfully, Stevie Slapshot. And Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet. How about the NBA, Bruce? Finally, the Clippers and the Mavs, someone figured out a, how to win a game on their home court. Yeah, boy, that, that took them to game seven. Uh, Clippers got there. Now you, you wonder. Now they they have kind of come through a tough series like this. And, and it's back to that uh, Washington Nationals analogy from a couple of years ago. They, they just needed to win one of those things. Uh, now, the Clippers, they did win in the bubble last year. They won a series last year. But to really get tested in the way the Nats were a couple of years ago in the wild card game with Milwaukee, they had come back, and that just sort of triggered them. So, and lit the fuse. You wonder if that might be the same thing for the Clippers last night. Kawhi Leonard was not going to let them lose game six. They got a more collective effort uh, yesterday. So, they're feeling pretty good. However, uh, Utah's not going to be easy. Utah can certainly win this series. You you can make a case for all eight of these teams left in the playoffs, including the Hawks, uh, to win this thing now. And this is the most wide-open NBA and I think the most fun. Uh, turned into kind of a really fun NBA playoff. Usually these things, you kind of know what's going to happen. Not this year. This is pretty interesting. I agree. It's completely wide open, Bruce. I have to tell you, the Clippers really surprised me. I thought Dallas was the better team there. And I know that they took them to seven, but I... And, and now we're going against Utah, I, I think Utah, again, is the better team. Am I undervaluing the Clippers? I don't know. Um, maybe, or maybe, you know, it, it, it's the way Kawhi just was able to carry this team when it really needed. Uh, I mean, he was putting up numbers like Doncic most of that series, and Doncic got all the press. But, I mean, we got to remember, I mean, he has won titles in two different spots, I think that's very important uh, to have guys who have won. Now, the Clippers have got you know, a lot of guys on this team who have had good careers but haven't won, but they do have one guy who has won in two different spots, and a coach who won, although I, you can argue that it was not really Lou that won those, that title in Cleveland, but he was the coach, uh, even if he had LeBron. So there's there's something that more to the substantive to this team and collectively now they do they have overcome a real obstacle and that's 
something nice to have in your satchel going forward. I don't know if that's going to work against Utah, but uh, Clippers are certainly uh, back in the lively. How about Milwaukee and Brooklyn, Bruce? And we're seeing Milwaukee actually a one-point favorite in Game 2. And the series price is not out of control for Brooklyn either, even with a one-game head start. Well, the, the point spread's telling us something here. Now, I know Harden's not playing, although they didn't miss him in Game 1, and they played a lot without him in the last month, month and a half of the season. But, uh, I mean, this is about a four- or five-point swing after Brooklyn won the first game. So they're either playing the zigzag, uh, anticipating that they're putting a lot of stock on no Harden. The fact Milwaukee um, is simply, that didn't look like Milwaukee. It didn't look like the Milwaukee of the Miami series in, in game one. So everybody's anticipating this comeback. So they're, they're, they're baking this into the cake here in the price, which bothers me a bit. I kind of like Milwaukee tonight. Uh, maybe not super strong, but the fact everybody seems to be... Uh, there's a lot of Milwaukee money coming in here. It's got me a little bit worried. Got me a little bit worried on the Bucks side tonight. One other thing: no Harden tonight. No Jeff Green. I think is still out, and the collective here may start to weigh on Steve Nash a little bit. They've played without guys all season long, but you'd rather have those two. And Green, don't underestimate him. He's a very versatile guy, both ends of the floor. Um, at some point, they might miss him if he doesn't come back into the series. The total for Game One was two thirty nine and a half. And the Nets win the game, 115-107. And now we're getting the news on Harden. The total's two and a half points lower tonight at 237. It's the playoffs. Milwaukee, you know, with Giannis in the middle. I'm wondering, do you think that adjustment on the total is enough? I mean, I, I think it's I think it still stays under the and I know the way Brooklyn plays, but I'm wondering if this is, is a game that's not in the high 220s again. Well, I think you might be right. And sometimes it takes a few games for a total to move like that. It took the Clippers-Dallas series, all series before it really dropped in the total at Game 7, and that one went over. Um, watch the, the fourth quarters, not only in the Game 1, but in those last two games they played about a month ago in, in Milwaukee. Uh, the fourth quarters are slower, but especially in Brooklyn. So Milwaukee's outscoring Brooklyn in the fourth quarter in all these games. So the, def- you know, the pace slows or Milwaukee's defense, which I think is the better defense. Didn't necessarily see it in game one, figure some things out. But Brooklyn generally slows down in the fourth quarter against Milwaukee, and I think that may lend to an under as well. I I, I think you're right. I think this, uh, this number, the total could do uh, with some more dropping here tonight a little bit more, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it stay under again. Going into this series, I, I kind of was leaning toward uh, Milwaukee, Bruce. I do think they match up well against Brooklyn, and they're a very good defensive team. You mentioned the injuries to Green and Harden. What about DiVincenzo for Milwaukee? How much does that hurt them? More than people might realize, because Budenholzer's had to make some adjustments. He's put some different guys in the starting lineup there. I mean, DiVincenzo was a you know, starting for him, and you know he had he put Tucker in the lineup, and that's a little different. Uh, Tucker hadn't been starting, and then they put him in there on Saturday. So yeah, I mean that's that is a, a factor. Um, although he's not a a key scoring piece for them, uh, he's he is part of the flow there, and then he fits in. He plays pretty good on both ends of the floor. I think more from Milwaukee in this game. The guy to watch is Middleton. Giannis played pretty well. I mean, the stats didn't. He could probably play better, but his stats looked okay in game one. Chris Middleton's stats were horrific. 
in game one, and he's a lot better shooter than six for 23. If Milwaukee can get him back in gear, it's going to help their chances a lot. I I still think he might end up being a key guy for the Bucks if they're going to pull out this series. Hey, just another Yankees-Red Sox game, Bruce, on a Sunday night. Yanks tied in the ninth, goes to extra innings. The game goes over the total and seems to take forever and a day. But uh, it's fun <laughs> when they get together. Well, it is, especially if you're a Red Sox fan, I think you're getting kind of excited now because you complete that sweep. Um, I didn't see this coming. I thought Boston was going to struggle around get to 500 this year. And they have stayed in there. They have, they're chasing the race. They look like a playoff team. Uh, they've got another game coming up here in a bit, the makeup game against Miami, which never wins in Fenway, so they're in there for a one-day thing. So they're looking good. On the other side, the Yankees look up this morning. They wake up there in fourth place in the division. Um, you know, it, it's not coming together yet for them. And it looked like it might about a month ago, a little spurt, but they've fallen back. And uh, you wonder if they're going to do something before the deadline, before uh, this division gets away from the playoff spot. It's been a disappointing run thus far for the Yankees. I am a Red Sox fan, uh, Bruce, and I did think that this was a 500 team this year. I'm really surprised they sweep the Yankees with J.D. Martinez not in the lineup. The other surprise to me, the San Francisco Giants, Bruce, how are they getting this done? Yeah, I, that's surprising. We'll see. Longoria is now out for, what, four to six weeks, but it's been pitching, pitching, pitching. Um, they just barely missed winning yesterday. That would have been a four-game sweep over the Cubs. Gausman has been Cy Young quality. I mean, who figured that? Um uh, and, I mean, Cueto and the rest of the staff, the bullpen has been really good. The, the numbers for the staff have been outstanding. If they can sustain that, and they have, and, and coming back to beat the Dodgers the last three in that weekend series a week and a half ago, that was huge. And Tauchman robbing Pujols of that homer in the Friday game, uh, a, a turning point, watershed moment maybe this season, because uh, they were looking at their fifth straight loss to the Dodgers and said they pull that game out, and then they win the next two. They don't look like they're going anywhere. And uh, oh, by the way, the Dodgers are are uh, not uh, not yet in full gear, and they got to get a little worried here. Kershaw does not look like he's quite the same. So uh, we're coming up on mid June. The Giants are cruising along, and I think they can push this a lot further. What do you make of Julio Jones opposite Brown? He lands in Tennessee. They've got Derrick Henry. They've got the monster on the ground. If Julio Jones stays healthy, we haven't seen any massive reaction to this, Bruce. Uh, Tennessee's season win total remains at nine, but how big a get is that for the Titans? It could be very big. Uh, Tennessee lost some other receivers in free agency, too. So, I mean, it's it's it, it, it doesn't say. Anything. Julio seems like more than what they lost, but um, it, it's... You know, they do have some replacing to go on there. On the surface, it seems like it could be tremendous for them. Uh, and pressure on uh, Mike Vrabel. Uh, they've also got a new offensive coordinator in there this year, too. So uh, let's see how that works out. On the surface, this looks like this could be really scary for the rest of the uh, AFC South. They have Julio in there with those guys, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. I, I just... I. I don't know what to make of Julio in his time in Atlanta. If if, if that was the Atlanta offensive coordinators, who who I I just he's a fantastic gifted wide receiver, Bruce. I, I'm not sure what he helped Atlanta do, but I'm not sure if that's his fault either. 
and 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 if he'll do better in Tennessee, particularly in the red zone. If it felt like he should have been a big bigger factor in the red zone for Atlanta than he was. Am I wrong about that? No, I think you're right. I think you're part. I think you're right. Um, and I think there, there, there's a tendency for people, I think, to overrate this ad by the by the Titans a little bit. Um, and he's going to make the whole difference. He, he well, he, he helped Atlanta, but it didn't help him over the hump. And like I said, they've got some guys they lost in Tennessee, so you're going to plug Julio in and Julio's later in his career. Uh, but I, I, I think there were other factors in Atlanta. A lot of it had to do with that defense. Um, the reason they didn't uh, do a little bit better. Also, however, just a little bit of smarts by Kyle Shanahan when he was the offensive coordinator in that Super Bowl. They win that game against the yeah. Patriots, and we look at we look at Julio's career differently. Like, yeah, he was on a Super Bowl winner. Well. Now he's not because of that little sequence there in the game. So that's something to think about, too. Doing some work on football, Bruce, on the college front, starting to gear up? Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, it's different this year because we got all the hockey and the basketball going hot into June here. But we got time before football. But, uh, gosh, I was looking up today. It's only like five weeks before SEC Media Day. So uh, I guess i got to get ready for that. Just thinking of the extra week in the NFL season win totals, with everything going on, I watched the the what the U.S. women's gymnastics was on TV last night. We'll have the Olympic trials here this coming weekend, I believe. The at the Olympics, the baseball, hoops, and hockey heading late. Great year for golf with the U.S. Open, the British Open, the Ryder Cup. I mean, football is just going to appear out of nowhere. Well, we've also got soccer fans. We've got the Euros starting up at the end of this week. Big tournament. So that'll take you well into July. And um, so it's a busy summer. That'll take you, like, right up to the Olympics, too. So uh, um, it's funny. The Olympics have been kind of you know, pushed off the front page, uh, it seems like. But we got them coming up, too. It's going to be at the busiest summer I can ever remember, I think, in sports. Well, we always appreciate your time, Bruce. It was great to see you uh, over the weekend. And the best of the family and the growing family tree, and we'll talk soon. Okay, have fun, guys. Thanks much, bud. Great information. The gold. Oh, Bruce, tell me about the gold sheet. Oh, he gone. Oh. He gone. No, the gold sheet. Great information. Legendary publication. Bruce does a great job. All right, we're going to come back. Put a lid on this hour. Take you up to Scott Farrell on the network. We'll have Vegas Hockey Outline locally with Dennis Bernstein from thefourthperiod.com. It's a Monday recap and what was a wild weekend. And looking ahead to the exciting sports action still to come. Taking a short break. We'll be right back. Winning just comes down to attitude. Well, that and listening to us 16 hours a day. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today.
need information, you go to an expert. Not just anybody, but someone who's been right on the money before. So when it comes to gaming, odds, and more, you've come to the right place. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, let's wrap up Sportsbook Radio. Double check on some of the injuries with our pal Stevie Slapshot. Works over at Don Best. He's the injury man. He's really good at that. Brought to you by Uzu CBD Plus. Y-U-Z-U. CBD Plus.com. Manage joint pain the all-natural way. This stuff works. Use the promo code BLESSING. 10% off your first order. Free shipping orders of $100 or more. Said our buddy Cam Stewart. He got a, an Uzu kit. And he said he used it over the weekend. He was thrilled, thought it works great. Check it out. What do you got, Stevie? All right, we'll start with baseball. Uh, JB, J.D. Martinez not in the lineup today uh, for the Red Sox. So that's three straight games missed for him uh, with the wrist injury. Uh, in the NHL, a couple I wasn't able to get to in the first hour. Uh, Bruce Marshall just talked about Jeff Petrie. Upper body injury. He left the game last night. He'll be a game time uh, call tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. My guess is if there's any doubt at all with Montreal being up 3 to nothing, uh, Petrie would sit tonight. And then uh, tomorrow for the Carolina Hurricane, we've got Nito Niederreiter with an upper body injury. Wait a minute. You said Nito Niederreiter better than you said Hurricane. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, upper body injury That's for him. But, uh, now this one. Is it Warren Fogel or is it Fogele? Because he's got an E on the end. I don't know which it is. Forget about it. Who, whoever it is, <laughs> he has an upper body injury. And then Vincent Trocek with a leg injury. That hurts. All three of those guys questionable tomorrow against Tampa Bay for the Colorado uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricane. Well, you know how good Trocek is. Uh, yes. All right. Hey, if you're coming to Vegas, don't forget, you want to get the STN mobile app. Make your life real simple. Uh, the app over at the Superbook. I say get multiple apps. Jeff Sherman, Jay Cornegate, the, the numbers and the stuff they put up for golf and everything. Uh, do get yourself a mobile app. Make your trip a lot more enjoyable. And don't forget, Tuesday night, Game 5 Hockey Watch Party Club Madrid. It is going to be hopping. Face-offs at 6 p.m. We'll have prize giveaways. Should be a great game. Wild atmosphere. You're looking to get out. Fun place to watch. Come check out Game 5, Club Madrid Sunset Station on Tuesday night. Vegas Hockey Hotline is next locally. Scott Farrell is coming up next on the network.